0: Catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.
1: I say a big welcome to you guys. Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome to Cruise Control with bookie And I'm super excited today because I love when I have conversation that is just not uh, particular to me or to one sector, but going all around. I mean, just like breakfast, you can reach everybody. Huh? So today I'm going to be talking about what the most popular conversation in the tech space almost every techie is asking this question and it's best for me to take this conversation away from the streets away from the tech block and bring it into the studio and also having the conversation with me with somebody who's been through the process i know you're asking me what's the question come down yes so someone was being through the process and also reading a book about it and of course she's living the life i'm talking about this like how do i land a role with the big tech companies most people want to work with the big four most people are looking at the likes of amazon microsoft google Flutterwave, wave uh which other one pay stark please help me just filling whichever one you're side eyeing uh today we'll be getting the nitty gritty of how you can jump all the huddles or how you can just ace the 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 interview process, and land yourself uh, seats at the big table in the big company. Today, I have uh, Chisom Unwoku with me. She's a software engineer, and of course, she's also an author. She wrote a book on how you can land, a guide into landing roles with big tech companies. Hi,
0: Chisom. It's super nice to be here today.
1: Glad to have you join me join us because i'm so sure some itchy ears are here just get that gist but before i start i would like to ask you how is your day going and how are you feeling i usually like to scale my day on a scale of one to ten so i'm uh yeah. throwing that to you how are you feeling today scale of one to ten
0: i'm feeling feeling really great i would say um let's say eight seven to eight. the oh, day is just awesome that's a big number yes eight yeah i'm feeling i'm trying
1: ah so what's making the eight like a big eight for you today
0: um because i think i've ticked off most of the things i wanted to do today so i think i have time to like do all that stuff so when you're productive you're obviously very happy so yes
1: (laughs) i think we, we this you just said now i can share an eight with you because i've been feeling super super productive today uh, it's just midday and I've crossed seventy percent of my plans for the day. The remaining ones that's happening the evening. All right now, this is also one of my priority for today, so I feel like an eight also. I'm sharing that with you. Yay. That's- <laughs> so let's just delve into uh, the conversation of the day. Uh, I know you're popularly called Tech Queen. How did that name come about? <laughs> oh, funny question.
0: I like it okay, now. Um, it was a while back in school. Mm. I went to the University of Nigeria. I studied computer science and I was in my 300 level and I wanted to take like a leadership position in my department as a director of software. So I needed like, you know, when you're doing like all these student campaigns, you need like a catchy name where people can say, oh, I'm voting for this person, I'm voting for this person. And I just called a couple of friends and they were like, oh, why don't you go with tech Queen for your campaign and all those other stuff. So yes, that's how tech Queen came about. And I just went ahead to use it for like my Twitter handle and um, a brand name as well, sort of.
1: I kind of like it because uh, most attributes with techies, especially female you're looking at neddy uh, peeps like
0: oh no as a lady
1: they you, they'll just want you to leave your femininity behind and just act like one of the boys and i usually like when i see a very feminine uh, tech star and me too yeah me too i also like the fact that you decided to put your crown on like you're stepping into the room with your crown nobody nobody can shift or move <laughs> it i love that such a such a powerful name uh so let's let's take uh, a big backward how did your journey into tech started
0: um okay it's a bit of like a long long start i've always been interested in computers at that time when i was little i didn't really know it as tech tech but i just knew that okay i love computers i love typing you know there was this mavis beacon there were games on like windows vista your computer desktop and all Mm. that so a little bit of backstory My parents actually invested so, so well in us as their children. My dad got us like a desktop. He got us like a computer tutor. And so going through that whole process of learning about computers, I just knew that whatever career I'm doing, I didn't really know anything about careers, what I'm going to study in school at that time, because I was still little. I just knew that whatever I wanted to do in life, I just wanted to be in front of the computer, because that's where I found my joy most of the time while I was at home and so um and so moving forward the computer tutor comes into like the house teach us, and that kind of like gave me somewhat of a direction picking a course in university it wasn't hard for me at all it was between computer science and computer science there was no medicine there was no accounting nothing so i went to study computer science in school it wasn't so practical as i would have expected but i mean it just gave me the ground that i needed And so while I was in school, there was this innovation hub in school that people go to to build like student startups. And when I went to that hub, I met people that were also coding at the time. And remember when I mentioned that when I was little, I knew how to use the computer, but I wasn't so introduced to programming in like a full scale, right? So... Going to that innovation hub, I met people that were actively coding. I met people that were excited about the computer as I was. And I just opted in for someone to teach me how to code. And the person started teaching me Android development because that was what I was um, interested in at that time. I didn't want to do like web development or something else. I just figured out that Android development is something that. I would love to do, like creating applications that people actually use on their phones. And so that's basically how I started. I started learning Android development. Moving forward, six months after I started learning, I launched my first Apple Play Store, which was a big thing for me. And that app currently has like 10,000 plus downloads now. So that's how I scaled into the tech space. Um, The app gave me more confidence that I am now officially a developer that is going to grow with time so that's just like the short version of the story but that's how i started
1: i like the fact that you said short version because Chisom's media kids has different version of introduction and it's quite impressive because i took my time to go through the short the long even the medium and i really enjoyed <laughs> the fact that yes it's well put together it's encouraging for other people also to have uh, yeah. be ready being I mean, package everything you need together and uh I, I i really from the story you just shared with me i heard about you talking about the massive su- success of the app you launched and i'm just thinking along the journey have you uh were you how do i put it you no know, people encounter failure and just want to give up immediately maybe after a series of failing especially when you're learning something that you're not so uh familiar with You're like you said you didn't even really know so much about coding but That's- your passion was driving you so in a situation where the drive is low but people are still trying to get through it how can somebody deal with failing um, i trial. think
0: um in all fields of life failure is something that's very inevitable mm-hmm. and failure is a huge thing especially when it comes to like the tech industry because the thing about the tech industry is that you're constantly learning things and you might say okay i'm going to learn this technology today and by next month something new has come out so there's definitely going to be a certain kind of doubt or a certain kind of feeling that you're going to fail. but moving forward I would always advise people go for things that you are passionate about. I know people say, follow money, don't follow passion. Passion will not feed you. But at the end of the day, if you're passionate about something, you can make even more money than something that pays. I don't know I don't know if I'm putting it right. But I was really passionate about Android development. I just love the fact that people can download an application and it can scale to like 1 billion users. So the fact that you're seeing your product on people's phones... Is something that excites me. And that's why I went for Android development. And even when I went through a series of failures, I just knew that, okay, some at the end of the day, you're going to be a very good Android developer. You're going to develop products that will scale on different platforms. So you just have to put your head down and do this thing. So failure is definitely going to come. But I would say, number one, go for something that you're passionate about. And number two, try to take breaks as well. No matter how much you learn, no matter how much you feel that you're into what you're doing, try to give yourself breaks to, like, refresh yourself and then come back to the grind. But failure is inevitable, but you do not need to stay in that spot for a long time. Yeah. Uh,
1: so beyond, beyond uh, dealing with failure, personally, how do you find it? Because I know coding sometimes could be... I don't <laughs>
0: <laughs> tedious so how do you find inspiration. inspiration to keep going Um, I think inspiration I think I am at number one I'm at a company that is like at the forefront of innovation when you talk about like technology technological advancement when you talk about artificial intelligence so when you're seeing all this very nice stuff happening abroad you just know that you're in that field you're in that space you're part of the people that are creating innovative technologies, innovative products. So when you look beyond what you're working on, when you look beyond the code, because coding can be very big, most times you're coding and you don't actually know what you're coding for. But when you look beyond all that, you see that your work actually has impacts in the, the way the world is advancing, in artificial intelligence, in machine learning, in so many things, in products that people are building. So I think seeing all that would inspire you, knowing that you're at the forefront of that innovation is inspiring as well. Another thing would be, I look up to people. I have so many people I look up to. I don't start mentioning names, but I have so many people I look up to. They're doing amazing things as well. And they are impacting people through technology. So those two things I, is what I would say inspires me.
1: Um, uh, You talked about like the company you work for, which is mostly like the bone of contention for today uh we're looking at how you got yourself a space in the big uh company like microsoft because most people usually they they have their eyes on four big companies or five and you're able to secure one i'm and i'm I'm sure that so many people will be looking at you i'm like how did she get it i want what she's (laughs) getting Please, can you save me what she's having? Please. So, How did you get through the doors and uh, securing yourself a space or a chair?
0: So, um, how can you position yourself for these opportunities? I would say be in a place where you are, first of all, aware that these opportunities exist. Check your circle of friends. Check people that you are close to. Make sure that you're close to people that are very much aware. And make sure that you're not staying so far from the internet. The internet has a lot of opportunities that people haven't harnessed yet. Make sure that you're doing the right research. So once you've seen yourself in that position, you know that these opportunities exist. The next thing is, how do I get in? How do I start applying? What do these people need, right? So you're checking the requirements for these positions. And I will speak for myself. The position I went for was actually a graduate role. It wasn't an experienced role because (laughs) left for me, I was still in school. I didn't have experience. So I knew that graduate roles exist. That's why I applied for graduate roles. If I didn't know that graduate roles didn't exist, I would have gone for more experienced roles and I would have ended up being rejected because I do not have the experience needed for those roles. So the first thing is, knowing that the right opportunities for you exist so for graduate roles they're not looking for people that work that have worked for five years they're looking for people they're looking for students that have done amazing things they're looking for students that have taken up leadership positions they're looking for students that have done some kind of team teamwork team collaborations they're looking for students that that don't necessarily have academic excellence but at least you're good at least your cgpa is okay and they're also looking for students that don't really have work experience but people you've worked on projects with your classmates i'm being very realistic here you've worked on projects with your classmates your final year project is there is stable is something that can scale and a bunch of all this other stuff so once you've gotten your requirements laid out the next thing now is how do i start preparing for their interviews what do these people want me to know So companies differ in terms of like interviews. We have technical interviews where they ask you things that have to do with like your technical prowess, your data structures and algorithms, your programming, the programming language that you know in the most basic form. They're going to test your algorithm knowledge as well, because I mean, these are tech companies. These things are inevitable. Secondly, your behavioral interviews, they want to know how you would fit into how you fit into like an office structure how you fit into like the work culture of a company can you collaborate with people very well are you a good communicator are you someone that likes working alone rather than collaborating with others how can you handle conflict so they're asking you all those questions to make sure that you're you're the best person that they can work with so once once that is done you're going to do is you're going to do several phone call interviews and it's a bunch of other stuff is going to actually a thing if you're, you're going to get accepted by these companies. But most importantly, I would say always spice up your interviews. Always put yourself out there. Put yourself out there as someone that is unique. So, as much as the company is interviewing you, try to research about the company and also interview them as well. So this way, they see that you've done your research and you're asking very vivid questions on how work life is at that company. It shows that you're interested in that role. So it's a bunch of things, right? Your resume, your technical interview skills, your behavioral interview skills. Some companies do system design as well. I don't want to go deep into the requirements. But it's a bunch of all these things. So I would say start by knowing these opportunities exist. Start by knowing the requirements and just scale up from there. You would definitely get a hang of it moving forward. That's really good. Crafting a resume as a student is somewhat very limiting because you're asking yourself... I don't have experience, what do I put in? So I feel like um, for someone, for anybody listening to this to this radio station and you're in your first year or in your second year, that's actually the best time to start filling up your resume. So some people actually wait till they're almost done with school. And before you know it, you've you just realized that you have nothing to put on your resume. So I would first of all start by saying start early enough from your first year know the things that should be on your resume and start going for them on time now in your second year in school and your third year in school you're going to be doing a lot of internships industrial training right that is the opportunity you have to gain experience that is where you have to be very intentional about the type of company you're working for and the kind of responsibilities they're going to give you so your resume has different sections right yes the experience tab there's a the skills tab, there's the projects tab, and there's the educational tab as well. So once you're done crafting out your experience, this experience is going to come from your industrial training experience is also going to come from your classroom projects. It doesn't matter how small, it just depends on how you put it out for people to read. So in terms of skills, your soft skills as well should be there, your communication skills, your collaboration skills, teamwork, time management, those things that is expected of a graduate. Um, level person and then your technology skills as well did you go to school to just learn computer science did you build projects while you were in school did you learn a programming language while you're in school so all those skills will come to play in that section then in terms of projects even if you haven't built a project your class projects can't surface i think for computer science engineering there are certain points where you group people into groups and just tell you projects to work on those are research projects those things should be on your resume so what I mean is that if you're not so intentional about these things, you would leave out all these things till you're in infer- your final year. And most of the time you can't remember everything that you've worked on in school as a student. So it's best to start crafting it out from your first year at least. Then for education, you can now add like things like your CGPA, the courses that you've done well very well in and probably received recognition, your awards and all that. Then something I failed to mention was leadership experience experience um, as a leader can also count. When have you led a class team? Did you take a position in your department as someone part of, like, the board of directors as, as per students, right? Did you take a position in your department? Did you take a position as, like, an SUG personnel in your university? Those things actually count. But as much as you're adding all these things, only add the things that are relevant to your field, your tech field. I've seen some people adding things like head of fellowship in so-so and so. And, uh, head of fellowship to church that doesn't add up there's no link right so if you worked as a director of software that connects to technology if you are the president of the national association of computer science students that also has a link to technology so as much as you're looking for things to add make sure it aligns with the field or with the course that you study so putting all these things together early enough would really help you have a very solid resume by the time you're in your third year or even your first semester 400 level
1: I really like the fact that you touched on based on people still in school, uh, because I I don't know this I I, I do this uh, show every time and I have past people in mind like from age range, even the the position they are in life right now. And I like the fact that you're touching on first on graduate, and also you've touched on people while early graduate. So I'm just thinking of people who have graduated over a period of time. And they're probably just thinking of right now. They've probably gone through boot camps. They've done training. They are, they've tried to acquire a tech skill. Uh, how do you uh, advise the position? Their and most of them don't have these leadership roles. They've not been involved in being head of science department, science team, building a project. That even yeah. if it's small. So what do you advise that they up
0: yeah, I think I've had that kind of um, concern from people. When I speak like this, people are like, oh, geez, so what about us? What about us that oh, start
1: on time? Don't forget us.
0: us? <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like it's never too late to actually make a very impactful change in your career. It's never too late. So I would say that in, on your resume, I figure that something has to stand out on your resume. And resumes are very different. Resumes are very diverse. I can pick up someone's resume and what's standing out is the kind of technological awards that they've gotten can pick up another person's resume and what stands out for me is the experience i can pick up someone else's resume and see that okay this person had a very um high cgpa or this person had a huge project so for those kind of people i would say what should stand out on your resume should be your projects you might not have experience you might not have leadership positions that you feel in, you might not even have a good cgpa and pointing out that you might not even have studied computer science or electrical engineering. But I'm saying put things that can overshadow all those odds, right? Work on projects that can overshadow things. I've seen people that have studied things like microbiology back.
1: So you were talking about <laughs> I mean that's the vision. I can't wait for when I can just walk about and tap my hands and I have internet.
0: <laughs> um I, mean, I, can't... <laughs>
1: I think that's that's something that I should ask you before we So you were talking about uh,
0: more projects, collaborating with people to build projects. So if it's something you cannot work on on your own or if it's something that you cannot figure out on your own, collaborate with other people and form like a team and just scale this project all the way up. And it's something that you can add to your resume. You can list out the things that you did and how you contributed to that project and the result of the project as well. Where is the project now? Is it hosted? Are people using it? Is it solving a certain kind of problem? Might not be might not be too big, but at least is it being impactful in a certain kind of way? Employers look out for that a lot. I would say a portfolio site, a site where people can see all that you have done a site where people can visit and say okay i would know everything about this person once i'm done seeing this site so what you do the amount of um, experience you have if you have any but most importantly the projects that you've worked on try to display it on that site i know people want to see the github code and all that but at the same time you want to see how this project looks like what you've been able to do so if you have like a repository or a personal portfolio. Where you can showcase all these things, showcase your soft skills as well, showcase all your accomplishments in the industry, no matter how small. I keep telling people it doesn't have to be something big, but have a personal portfolio. It shows that you're intentional with the kind of career you want to build and yourself uh, or your brand as a person.
1: Tech Queen. <laughs> I have to be restating that. Some people know <laughs> the, the word is coming from the throne, and uh, she's been someone who has sat with great people. In great offices i'm going to throw this question to you directly. how did you feel sitting in that big room Uh, what was your first day experience like i'm going to act like i've not stalked you on (laughs) ig (laughs) (laughs) no there's something about me once i perceive smell (laughs) that this person is just something in tech i'm like please rub on me let me see (laughs) i love i love success stories i love people Uh, trying i love people him more. I, I didn't even know my colleague has had you on a conversation yeah. before yeah. i legit just went on social media
0: sniffing oh, okay, around yes. and i
1: found you and i'm like no i have to have this girl so i've sent oh. some messages then it was later still going down your page i'm like oh anthony beats me to this but i'm still going to have it <laughs> so thank you for your time though so back You're to welcome. the question how did you feel in the first day till now what's the experience been
0: like time <laughs> i would say my first day was very overwhelming i didn't even believe that that day could come like i woke up in the morning and i was like
1: oh my god it's my first day <laughs> <laughs> did you prepare you know like when we were, when we were in secondary school I especially did. primary school you pack your sundown your I new shoes did. your new <laughs> uniform you arrange <laughs> everything in school bag did you pack like your handbag I, please tell me everything about
0: it I, I set everything. I set like I set out the shoes. I'm gonna wear the outfits, my handbag, I made sure my phone was charged. In fact, everything was set and ready the night before. And in the morning I was so excited. I think I woke up about three hours before I was even meant to leave to the office. Did You
1: still wake up three hours to go to work.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> no but, yeah. was amazing i i I remember when i was getting ready in my room i felt overwhelmed i felt like this wasn't meant to be happening everything was was so good everything was was so nice like looking back because i just literally left school um in my i just literally left school months ago and i was already moving on to this next phase so it was really overwhelming for me and even till now, um, there's a thing we, we, we say in the tech industry when imposter syndrome comes to wipe you off and all that. So it's, it has come like a few times. And most of the time, I'm like, I'm asking myself, Chisom, are you sure you're meant to be here? Are you sure this is what you making a mistake So you have those doubts that, that you might not be the right person. You might not feel enough. But I feel like the kind of things I've been able to do, I have grown um the past year, I think it's it's getting to two years now by November. I have grown as a person, I've grown as an engineer, I've grown as a team a team player and so many other parts of my life has grown as well. So it's some it still gives me jitters still today. I would I would like uh-huh, but... me
1: Microsoft. Okay. Who wouldn't? <laughs> That was measuring my menstrual cycle. (laughs) What app did you build? Health tracker. Please, what else? Money? Finance?
0: What was it? I built a language learning application Mm. and I'm Igbo, so it obviously had to be Igbo language. So it's like a an application where you can learn Igbo at a at the beginner level, you can be familiar with some Igbo words. So, this is something that parents can download for their kids. This is something that people that are not Igbo can also check out as well. And this is something that you can just download to familiarize yourself with that, like the Igbo language. So, that was the app. It gave me a lot of exposure in terms of um, developing and also deploying as well. But the feedback I've received shows that it's it's making a lot of impact, which I like. So, Say, yes.
1: awesome. Awesome. Uh, I can remember my struggle with joining trying to learn French. That's oh! Awesome.
0: Yeah. We... Like single bots or Igbo.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, merely you were saying it, I was just picturing because I love language. Love, love. Oh, nah. Like, even if I can't speak, I just want to connect with somebody and know I, I... I feel like it just gets you close to people, culturally. It does. Yeah. It does. And it does. being African language, super amazing. Um, yes. I remember Microsoft also having language some language is being imputed into their uh, assistant to my mother on the line because she's stressing me <laughs> so if I have like a uh, serious speaking Yoruba to her that would be fantastic because she would stop calling me odd hours of the day or night to ask me some very basic questions so uh, yeah, that's, that's really good um, so on this note I'm going to wrap this up with uh, this particular question. it's going to be like a twin one um, I usually right. ask people what they would like to see africa become
0: generally okay um i think africa is uh, it's still developing we still have a long way to go but i feel like we have done i wouldn't call it the barest minimum but we are making some kind of progress i would want to see africa using technology as a tool to complement or to Like, I want to see Africa integrate technology into the things, the kind of problems that we're facing. Let's talk about electricity, for instance. Um, Things like unemployment, things like hunger, and all those stuff. So, Africa is... Um, A continent that can move forward in that manner by using technology to address the problems. Because I feel like when those problems are set aside, we have more time and we have more bandwidth to think as human beings. We are not hungry, we are not looking for lights, we are not looking for laptops, or we are not looking for cellular devices. We have all those things. So first of all, addressing the problems that exist first, then we can now put our workforce in a steady um, trajectory to to integrate technology into our growth and so technology as a whole the last question that you mentioned is something that's that's changing it's something that's changing the dynamics of so many things so i feel like technology is here to stay it's not going anywhere it's only going to get better and for anybody listening to me try as much as possible to utilize the um skills needed to be at the forefront of this innovation i'm not saying you should be a tech person i'm not saying you should be a software engineer all i'm saying is whatever you're doing have a good mindset don't say that okay i already know this thing i'm not going to learn any other thing try to see if you can infuse technology in your business in your startup in your fashion industry the entertainment industry Try to grow with the trends. Don't be left behind because obviously people are going to leave you behind. So don't be too fixated on the things that you know, but try to expand your knowledge. Whatever you're doing, try to build amazing things, but still have technology infused in whatever you're learning. And with that, you'll never be outdated all also
1: yes. Yeah. um i think i would not do myself justice on this show if i let you leave without talking about your book because i'm going to not oh. sleep well for days and this is how i work <laughs> if i miss out any important question uh i feel like i can't really get my guests they're always very busy so yeah. i don't want you to leave without talking about your amazing book no. that you wrote <laughs> what drove uh you into writing about Uh, how techies can come into this because some people just get the job and mind their business they don't care about helping others and what was the process like for you and how has the sale been like the acceptance of the book everything just tell me
0: Uh, so I feel like um, for most people I'm the kind of person that would get into a room and leave the door open for others I will not only leave the door open I will drag you inside that room so Mm -hmm. I'm not not one person to gatekeep I'm not one person to say um, this information is secluded for only for only my friends or for only my circle. If I find something very good or if I experience something good, I will love to share it with people. And I have a lot of following on Twitter as well. My followers can testify to that. And so this book was a way for me to make people aware that these opportunities exist, right? You see people posting um, acceptance positions from Google, from Amazon, and you read the comments and you're like, how did you get this? Did you school abroad? Did you? Did you? Are your do, parents do you know, rich? Are they connected? Are they connected? <laughs> so, and that's not the case. These things don't work like that. So that's how the book came about. I think when I announced my role, I. I got a lot of messages. Tristan, how did you do it? What was the timeline like? A lot. Thousands of messages on Twitter, on Instagram, on LinkedIn, on WhatsApp. Everybody was asking. And I saw myself um, hosting one-on-one calls, hosting Google Meets to just enlighten people. But that wasn't enough, right? the, The questions kept on coming. And so I realized that these questions had a certain pattern. How did you prepare for interviews? What did you start doing when you were in school? How did you negotiate and all that? And when I saw that these things had a pattern, I'm like, okay, why don't you start, like, maybe a YouTube series or an article series? And when I started drafting out the content for these, um, for maybe the YouTube series or article series, I noticed that this thing was getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I'm like, okay, let me write a book, which was (laughs) one of the wildest things I have done in my life. Just getting up and saying, oh, let me be an author. And... I just started writing and this book flowed from within. I didn't do like so much research because this was something I have done. So this was a very personal book. Sometimes I even refer to it as my diary, my job diary for people. And so the writing process began. I got feedback from people asking them their pain points in applying or even getting these opportunities. I just infused all of that into the book. I even went as far as um, contacting most of my friends that are abroad now that work for Facebook Microsoft, Amazon, Google, mentioning those big tech companies. I asked them, okay, can you come contribute to the book? Can you share your story as well and make the book more um more vivid, more realistic? And I made sure that they were all Nigerians. Not only Nigerians, I made sure that they added their university to that book. So you're seeing University of Lagos, you're seeing uh, OAU, you're seeing things that you can relate to it. And so when everything was complete, I self-published, I just um did most of the things that myself and i moved it over to like the publisher to do the printing and i mean when the book launched so many people were getting copies hard copies ebooks so many people were sponsoring tens thousands of copies for people so that they could just get aware that they can actually do this thing and i mean so far so good i've been very thankful to god first of all for giving me that kind of idea and also giving me the strength to scale it till the end it's one of the toughest things i've done i think don't know, but i'm really happy i took that leap of faith and i'm so happy about the stories i've heard from the book it might not actually be so many people getting these international jobs but from the point of like them branding yourselves them branding their linkedin their resume knowing how to negotiate offers knowing how to prepare for interviews that impact alone is something that i'm so happy about so that's the short form of the journey <laughs>
1: uh, i'm just about to yeah. So, for people who want to get that light, you, how can they yeah. uh, lay their hand? Open?
0: Okay. So the book is currently at three locations. You can get the ebook and the hard copy from seller. Seller.com. You can get the hard copy delivered to you at home or you can purchase the ebook. The second location is at Roven Heights. The book is physically available at Roven Heights. I think they have store branches in Surulere and Abuja. You can also get the book from Amazon if you're buying from outside of Nigeria. That's the international audience. So for now, it's available at those two locations
1: okay me I like that though but one thing I love more is giveaways so I want to put you on the hot seat Uh, I know some (laughs) people are listening and after listening to give these would you like to give back uh through this uh channel
0: platform yes sure I would love to for people listening of course
1: okay Tony you can get on that (laughs) uh Tony Tony will definitely Tony is your person so yes
0: yes reach out
1: thank you so much Chisome. you're such a fantastic guest oh I feel like this Thanks. conversation should not and I can't wait to bring you back because you I'm on negotiation negotiation but that would be conversation for some other yeah. day <laughs> yeah. uh, I would have asked you about networking but uh, we had a interview on networking so for those people looking up around networking get the book she has everything everything yeah. even the salary negotiation part that I'm That's supposed it. to bring her <laughs> on next time you can just get ahead of us and read it and be enlightened and go into the world and prosper! Yes. Yeah. So any last word you'd like to leave uh, us with? Share your lights with uh, us so we are ready to to turn up.
0: I would say don't be scared of doing what you feel like you're going to excel in and nobody is meant to be in a space or in a room more than you like nobody is better than you to be in that particular position so if there's something you've always had in mind to do it might be a company it might be building something it might be learning a skill you are in the best position to start and today is the next best best time to start right so even if you're not learning a tech skill or even if you're not coming into the tech space just try to learn at least one technical skill and just see how it's going to change the dynamics of your growth in the coming years so yes thank you
1: social media handle for those who would like to connect
0: um, so I'm very active on Twitter my handle is techqueen tech underscore queen all small letters I'm also very active on YouTube I'm a content creator as well you can find me on YouTube at chisome woku LinkedIn is chisome c woku and Instagram is chisome underscore nw so yes those are my four